Snowfall in western New York being measured in feet, not inches. Sunday's Buffalo Bills game moved to Detroit. Residents being urged to be careful as they dig out and dump trucks are busy hauling away the snow as more is forecast to fall in the area. Here's ABC's Phil Lipoff. The first major lake effect snowstorm of the season has dropped more than six feet of snow on parts of western New York, and it's not over yet. We are hauling snow uh, because so much snow has fallen, there's really no place to put it now. Unfortunately, uh, it looks like more snow is coming. The snow proving too much for the plows. First responders getting stuck as well. A travel ban put into effect Thursday night, then briefly lifted before being reinstated Friday afternoon. ABC's Matt Rivers in Buffalo. Well, there was a major new snowfall overnight here in downtown Buffalo. You can see it all on the ground behind me. Uh, this after days of unrelenting snow for this region, and yet this system, this storm, still not over yet. Residents starting to dig out. I didn't think we were going to get this much snow. It's definitely a little heavier than I was expecting it to be. Officials warning everyone to be careful as they shovel this wet, heavy snow, confirming at least two deaths due to exertion. You don't need to shovel, especially now. Wait. Try to, if you, you, you know you have a cardiac issue, if you have a heart issue, blood, high blood pressure, don't go out there. Snow also piling up in Michigan. Some areas seeing as much as two feet in Kalamazoo County, slick roads, whiteout conditions leading to this pileup. At least 20 cars involved, including a Michigan State Police SUV. This harrowing story was submitted to Reddit by June D. Zaman in the Buffalo subreddit on December 23, 2022. This was during the Buffalo blizzard of the same year. Peak blizzard here. One of the most extensive, most intense blizzards I've ever covered. Just a feeling out here of helplessness, not being able to see anything, losing your sense of up versus down, the crippling temperatures, the wind chills, the bitter cold. Long out here. You go to a frostbite in a matter of minutes, if not seconds out here with these winds. Winds have gusted up to 80 miles an hour already, recorded at 79, likely gusting higher than that, right off the tip of Lake Erie. It truly is a dangerous, life-threatening weather emergency. First post, my brother got stuck in his car since the afternoon. He is near Cheektowaga, New York. He is running out of gas. We tried our best to reach out to the fire department, the police and tow companies, but didn't get any help yet. Please someone help me. 
any help or suggestion would be really appreciated. A local responds to the post about the conditions. Volunteer firefighter here. Our trucks cannot move in this snow. We are getting stuck. We cannot get to anyone at the moment. At least 50% of the town's fire apparatuses are stuck somewhere. I hate to say this, but if you can contact him, tell him help is probably not coming. He is going to have to get resourceful. Knock on doors, do something. There is nothing we can do at the moment. We are snowed in the fire hall. Another local seeing the original poster situation responds, I live close by. I can bring some gas and warm clothes, possibly, if he's up for it. I can walk him back to that fire hall. I live near that area. Time passes, and then a new thread is made. It's from the last poster who offered help. Their username starts with Spore. The post reads, Saw another post on here saying someone was stuck on Genesee Street near Crab Apples. Well, I think to myself, Hey, I only live about half a mile from there. I bet I could help this person and make the decision to go. He's been stuck there all day and his clothes got wet from the snow trying to leave so I knew he was in need of help. So, I'm getting myself ready. I grab what little gas I have. I grab some food and water in case he needs any, and some new warm clothes and a blanket for him. Then I gear myself up. I put on some thick hiking socks, sweatpants, a backpack to carry my gear, puffy snow pants, a Hanes white tee, two sweaters, a jacket, a high-vis vest, thick leather winter gloves, insulated winter muck boots, a headband, and a motorcycle helmet to try and combat the snow and wind. So, it's time to head out. It's about 11 p.m., wind gusts are still ripping outside, and snow drifts can bring the visibility down to zero. The motorcycle helmet is a mixed bag of being a help and having snow stuck in my face, but overall, a good choice. Now let me tell you that going to get this man was difficult. I'm a taller man myself, so the snowbanks weren't as much of a struggle for me, but unfortunately when the snow drifts go up to my mid-thigh and every step has my foot drop all the way down into the snow with no resistance. It leads to walking becoming a big task in itself. So I'm making my way down the street and it is difficult. I get that I'm wearing a motorcycle helmet and it's hard to breathe in that, but even when the visor was lifted it was still hard to breathe. Not only from the snow constantly blowing in my face, but also the fact that it was hard to walk. I'm in decent shape, but walking through those drifts is no easy task. Eventually I make it down my street and a few streets over, switching between easier and near impossible spots of walking along the way. I get to an automotive business and their building blocked a lot of the snow, which let me walk like normal for once in a long while. I keep tracking, but now I'm near a main road without buildings as densely packed. So the snow drifts are blinding at points, and I need to focus on buildings and objects to know where I'm going. Eventually I make it to the man's car after a good 40 minutes of walking when I only traveled half a mile. So I get to the car and give him some clothes because that's mostly what he was interested in. Didn't care for any gas or food or water, but I made sure to offer it to him to be sure. He changes and gets ready to make the trek himself with my help. After a few minutes, he is ready and we're on our way. He says he talked with someone, and there's a house he can go to be warm at for the night that is about a quarter mile away. The man is not well dressed for the weather, but you gotta work with what you've got. He has regular sneakers on. 
His pants and my snow pants I gave him, the hat I gave him, the sweater I gave him, and his shirt underneath. He throws a blanket on his head as a kind of protection against the wind and snow. It's bad out. My tracks from just a few minutes ago are all but gone, but I know the way I'm going, so it's all right. We walk up the road to the cross street and quickly cross the street. It's hard to see or hear anything, so we can't really tell if a plow is coming, so we act fast to try and stay safe. Then we make it to the side street. Well, needless to say, that street hasn't been plowed in ages. Snow drifts near my chest and no paths available, so time to trailblaze and make our own. We need to make it maybe like nine or ten houses into the street. But with snow like this, we are barely progressing at all. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Cross meal prepping off your list this holiday season with Factor. Skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, and get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holidays. Choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus, and more wholesome options. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com disaster50 and use code DISASTER50 to get 50% off. That's code DISASTER50 at factormeals.com DISASTER50 to get 50% off. Again, head to factormeals.com DISASTER50 and use code DISASTER50 to get 50% off. I'm dressed for the conditions, so I'm only getting tired. The man I'm helping isn't doing great. Snow is accumulating on his face, and he occasionally falls into the snowbanks and needs to recover. When we get near houses that block the wind, we take a break and relax, because we need the energy to make it to this house. Amid frantic rescues and mounting loss, this morning Buffalo's still not out of the woods. Western New York could see even more snow by tonight, after more than four feet brought Buffalo to a frigid halt. Nothing can compare to this storm. The Tisdale family says they almost didn't survive after their car got stuck in the whiteout. Thankfully, firefighters came to the rescue. They saved our lives. So many people didn't make it out of their cars. So many people didn't make it out of their homes. The severe winter weather blamed for nearly 60 deaths nationwide. One of the state's hardest hit, New York. President Biden declaring a state of emergency after officials reported more than two dozen weather-related deaths. It is uh, painful uh, to find members of your community that are deceased, who were trying to walk out during storm conditions, got disoriented and passed away out in the street. Navigating streets turned to parking lots. Authorities also facing reported looting. 
I don't know how these people can even live with themselves, how they can look at themselves in the mirror. They are the lowest of, of the low. This is first responders continue to help Buffalo residents with New York State police troopers assisting road clearing crews, checking for stranded motorists and assisting in search and rescue efforts. It's up in flames now. While firefighters struggled to control a multiple home fire in the deep snow yesterday. And the Buffalo airport will remain closed until Wednesday morning as the area braces for a touch of more snow today. That viral Christmas party with stranded South Korean tourists giving Yosef Choi and his wife a honeymoon he'll never forget. I got a new family member in Buffalo too, so you know, I can describe in words, you know, um, it's like, you know, I met angels. Well, eventually through more struggles, we eventually make it to the house. It took about 30 minutes. The person living in the house graciously lets us both in. I recover by warming up a little bit. The snow that accumulated on me just starts dripping and melting, which I know is a bad sign for me. So I make my stop short so I'm not drenched in water on my trek back. The man I helped is very thankful and gets comfortable and warm for the first time in hours, but I can't stay long. So I tell him I'm glad he is safe and thank the homeowner. Now on my way back home. It's a few minutes after midnight, made it about a mile in about an hour. Not great, but it is what it is. It's another half mile home. My phone is getting caked with ice at this point, but surprisingly keeps working throughout the whole trip without any issues. Time to make my way back. I can actually see my trail this time. So I utilize my previous steps to try and make my walk back a little bit easier. I'm starting to struggle, but no, I can't stop. Eventually, I make it back to Genesee Street and see a front loader messing around with some snow for, I'm assuming, emergency vehicle traffic. His windows are all iced and fogged up, and I can't tell if he even sees me. I've got my mission, so I stay the hell out of his way and keep on going. I give a wave and a thumbs up and keep making my way back home. Cross Genesee quick because now I know the plows are around, so I gotta be out of their way. Back into my neighborhood. Now my trail is gone, but I know where I'm going and I keep making my way. I take a pit stop and call the girlfriend at home and let her know I'm okay and all that jazz so she can relax. Phone call ends and I keep making my way. Snow is blocking up my visor and I have been constantly raising and lowering it this whole trip. Fog and ice are really blocking my vision, so I essentially need to keep the visor up to see and only lower it now to catch my breath or block the heavy snow gusts. My progress is really slowing now and my right leg is starting to hurt. Feels like I'm pulling something near my hip. That's unfortunately not something I can dwell on while in the streets in a snowstorm. I keep making my way at a severely reduced pace and take a turn onto my street. Unfortunately, I was a bit exhausted and confused and made the turn one street too early and realized that about halfway down the street. Weighing my options, I decide I can't really keep going forward here without risking wasting even more time trying to get home. So, I backtrack to where I made the wrong turn and continue on the correct path. Eventually, I make it one street further and make my correct turn. I am getting exhausted and my leg is really starting to bother me. No matter, gotta keep on going. I hook a left and am on the final stretch home. Foot trail is gone again, so I'm on my own for making a path. Snow drifts are getting bad and extremely difficult to get through. 
I start counting my paces and can only make between 10 to 25 before I need to stop and catch my breath. Gotta keep going. That trails on for a while. Eventually, I start walking right up against people's houses. I'm close to home, but very tired. Thankfully, for the most part, the snow is at least at my back on this path. I keep struggling, but can't give up. I am making nearly no progress, but I gotta get home. Eventually, I can see my house light, but still have little energy to make it there. My leg is really hurting. Five more steps. I am exhausted and ready to drop. I make it in the door. Girlfriend helps take off all my clothes and backpack and whatnot. I'm caked in snow, but stayed warm throughout. I try to take my helmet off, but the snow caked onto the back of my head so much that my hair had ice in it that made them stuck together and she needed to melt the ice with her hand to get it off. I have her check me for frostbite and surprisingly there's none to be found. Then I relax. She has hot cocoa ready for me as I walked in and I just get to relax now. I earned this hot chocolate, mission success, helped a man get home safe and got home myself. In the comments, the poster responds to another user. I'll be honest, I didn't expect it to be this bad out. I've lived through a good few storm here, but this was definitely different than the others in ways I didn't expect. The visibility and exhaustion got a bit worse than I had expected, but I just had to keep trucking along. As far as warmth, I don't want to say I overdressed in this weather, but I was definitely comfortable and warm throughout the whole trip. Maybe minus my neck missing a scarf and the snow blowing in my face when my visor let me down with the fogging up and being covered in snow. I'm not saying people should or shouldn't help if they see the opportunity, but I knew what I was going into and was physically and mentally equipped to deal with it. No sense in people trying to be heroes, but if you can help people in a time of need without hurting yourself, it's always a good thing to do.